Rangers have a getaway game today at Globe Life. You can catch that game over on 1590 and 99.3 this afternoon. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to ESPN Central Texas. Steven Simcox, Ward White's EP Garth filling in for Tom Barfield this week. And uh, on hold, we have Billy M. Body, who covers SMU and LSU football for 247 Sports. And uh, a big couple days for SMU football. Billy, um, let's start, I guess, with the most recent commit. Chase Biddle, four-star safety out of Garland. He makes the decision today to commit to this SMU 2022 class. I know the TCU board is melting down a little bit right now. People thought the Frogs were in a good position. Um, what kind of ultimately gave SMU the edge in, in this big-time recruitment battle? You know, I, I think a big part of it was just relationships. Um, you know, SMU did a really good job recruiting him. Jordan Blake, who's uh, coming up as one of the young rising stars off the field in recruiting, had a really strong relationship with him. Rashad Samples, their assistant head coach, is one of the better recruiters in Dallas. I mean, if not the best right now, just considering, you know, where he's at at, you know, still a group of five, SMU. Uh, versus, you know, some of the other top Dallas recruiters who might be at Power 5 schools and have, you know, that logo kind of behind them and helping them all the time. So those relationships were key. Uh, his teammate, Jordan Hudson, a four-star wide receiver, committed on the 4th of July, but I don't think that really shifted things here. I think the relationships, they're playing for him, playing right away. I think ultimately that won out. They had a really good official visit with him. His mom was there. who's was a big part of his decision-making process, and so – she signed off on it, and I think it really came together over the last probably week or so. It was a huge, huge recruiting win to, to just catch up to the lead that TCU had and then push it over the top of the commitment. Billy, SMU has really gained some traction and, and starting to land some really good recruits. Is it just that relationship that they're being able to bond right now that's putting them in that position? Yeah, I think you look back at Preston Stone, who of course is an SMU legacy, so that's a little different, but he kind of started the trend of, you know, high-end prospects uh, committing to SMU, and then they built off that with guys like Isaiah and Wokabia, who had offers from Texas and uh, all over the place in, in terms of national interest. Uh, Roger Daniels slipped from ba- Baylor, and he was one of the best, I mean, just playmakers in the country overall as a senior. Uh, they built that in the 2020 class, and then in 2020, uh, or excuse me, 2021 class, and, and then in 2022 they've just built off that uh, with these high-end prospects, uh, Michael Abukin uh, out of Rowlett uh, had Oklahoma State, Kansas State, uh, a lot of uh, attention from from Baylor and other schools, and he opts to stay in the area. So they're just really starting to roll, man. It's uh, it's relationships. It's I think how real they keep it over there for the most part. That's one thing that uh, stands out to me. They don't offer many players. When they offer you, they they really want you. And uh, if you go down the list of their commit or their offers out this cycle. I was looking at it a little bit today. It's all Power 5 commitments, or it's uh, guys they've landed for the most part. I think there's probably three or four guys committed to other group of five schools. Um, in some cases, that's those have been recruiting wins. Others, maybe it's just a, a shift in uh, the board for SMU uh, as well. So they're just doing a really good job of being selective, prioritizing those guys, letting them come over, hang out at Sonny Dyke's house, which is allowed because he's about a uh, quarter mile or so from campus. Uh, and just kind of keeping it real with them, and, and it's paid off in a big way. 
How much has Rashad Samples sort of changed the brand for SMU? I know he's obviously got the great relationships with his father being at Duncanville, but um, it, it does feel like the energy behind the program has really taken a, a huge shot in the arm since he got there. Yeah, absolutely. A big, big, big part of it. You know, I think Shane Bouchelle had a hand in it too. Uh, Reggie Robertson, uh, James Prochet, even you kind of point back to, to some of these other Dallas area guys that whether it tra- be transfer or whether it be coming home, uh, to stay in Dallas and play for SMU, they've kind of changed the culture. And then when Rashad Samples got there, that really started to push it over the top. You know, they were a finalist for Savion Bird. Um, they were in it for some other high-end Dallas prospects. And, you know, traditionally, uh, not traditionally, uh, but as of late, they've been in it more and more with those guys uh, than we can even really, um, you know, put into words. Xavion Bryce, who just committed to Oklahoma, who was a big riser this past month. You know, I think he's going to be one to watch for SMU to potentially flip down the line. And uh, he was really high on SMU. I think he wanted to, uh, you know, maybe make a decision sooner than he probably wanted wanted to. And so he commits to Oklahoma. Um, But he's one that, you know, now that they've got even more recruiting momentum, you know, if he pops back up on campus, they can continue their push there. So they're just doing a really good job. It's it's, it's a bunch of different things coming together for them. And uh, I think now with this NIL stuff, uh, you know, being legal, it's not, it's, there's, there's recruiting advantages to it with the Power 5 schools, like you saw Kayvon Thibodeau with a huge deal from Nike, saw Miami get all of their players, um, you know, about 500 bucks a month to rep a MMA uh, studio or whatever in, in the Coral Cables <laughs> area. But, uh, you know, SMU can, can help get these guys, um, you know, money or in position with uh, prominent businesses in Dallas to rep their brands and, and be influencers in that respect. So uh, we're starting to, I think, see that. Uh, gap of you know being able to have a huge brand be just kind of closed by these group of fives who do it the right way as well. Billy Jacob Waller, the offensive lineman out of Arlington, a big pickup for the uh, SMU program as well. He's a, a good offensive tackle. Yeah, absolutely, and he's somebody that can play all over. Uh, he's six five, two hundred eighty five pounds, uh, and I was kind of looking at his offer list, and it doesn't it, you know jump out at you in a big way, but. I look at guys uh, like programs like Louisiana offering, and sometimes they get those sleepers that just emerge, and they had a couple draft picks. So if you're, you can kind of tell certain schools when they've extended offers to players that maybe that school that's in the running is doing a pretty good job of evaluating as well. Um, and you see that more and more. You know, if the, if the kid has an Iowa State offer, for example, you're probably thinking, okay, if they, if they really like him, they think he can fit in the program, you're doing a good job evaluating. There's other example, examples of that too, but – that jumps out at me with Jacob Waller. I think he's versatile, um, and he's a, he was a really nice pickup on, on the 4th of July, and he, I think right now, completes their offensive line class too. Okay, Billy, so the jokes are there. Name, image, and likeness becomes legal, and suddenly SMU has a, a really hot streak on the recruiting trail. I, I know it's not as simple as that, but uh, how much are they trying to lean into this? Because it is a school with resources, so how are they trying to market that to student-athletes, or have they really done that yet? You know, the thing about it is SMU has been ahead of the game in terms of marketing their players, in my opinion, at least. And you look at the billboards around Dallas with the, the, the players who came back to the Dallas area to, to play for SMU on the transfer front or being hometown players, you know, James Prochet, uh, Reggie Robertson, Shane Bouchel, Demerick Gary, even Rashad Samples, uh, you know, assistant head coach, has, has a billboard. And uh, I'm, it's a part of the recruiting pitch. And then on top of that, when you commit to SMU or you sign with SMU, you get access to – uh, a, a designed logo, a brand logo, um, and, and, and that goes for every player. 
uh, so they can, um, you know, build their brand and, and their logo in that respect. And, you know, when they release highlights from players from practice or uh, from games, they, you know, tag it with their logo at the end. Uh, and the players have access to that. They have really, really good uh, relationships with the Dallas sports marketing agencies and, and the players meet with a lot of people in that respect. Uh, there's a few up and coming SMU agents and um, other uh, marketing executives that are, you know, I think going to become a part of that NIL pitch. Um, and just the way they brand their players and their program overall, it, it's not anything kind of self-centered. It's just getting the name out and, and doing it in a, a fairly real way. So uh, they've, they've done a really good job of it for quite a while. And now that they have the name and likeness ability, uh, that's just kind of uh, another way they can capitalize on it uh, and this brand building that they've been doing now for a bit. Billy, how much in that brand building is, we were talking about it uh, earlier in the show, about the way SMU has embraced the Dallas community and Dallas on their uniforms and the D on the helmet and everything like that and, and really trying to get Dallas involved in SMU football. How much has that helped the program moving forward? Yeah, huge. Um, that was something that needed to be addressed when Sonny Dice was hired, and he, he's done that in a big way, and they'll continue to do it. So, I mean, that is uh, been, the, been the playbook they've been using in, in this respect. Um, you know, being able to now partner with local businesses, if you're a player, like if you're, um, you know, Reggie Robertson from Mesquite, you know, if you want to rep a, uh, a restaurant from there, you can. If you want to uh, rep a car dealership or whatever, I mean, you can do all these different things, and it's, it's uh, just a total game changer. And a lot of these players are just staying home and, and playing for SMU or transferring back and, you know, building their brand even more. And now with that ability to rep the community on their own and not have to worry about, uh, you know, all the red tape or whatever, is it's a game changer. And it's, it's going to, uh, I just think it's the beginning for them. You know, being in a big Metroplex is, you know, an advantage that very few, you know, programs can take advantage of, whether, especially, you know, you look at it nationally, like some of the, SEC schools or other schools and Power Five conferences, you know, those cities might not necessarily be these big metroplexes where you have Fortune 500 companies. And SME is one of those cities that does. And uh, it's a unique uh, recruiting pitch in that respect, too. Final thing for you, Billy. Uh, Sonny Dykes is not necessarily a young, up and coming coach. I mean, he's been around the block, he's done the Power Five thing in the past. So, what do you think about his, you know, long term prospects at SMU? Because he does feel like. Um, a different type of coach that, that's in this position at a, a program that has a lot of momentum behind it? I would just say that there's a select, probably few, couple, maybe even job opportunities that he would go for um, and leave for, and it would have to be the right vision, the right um, you know setup and all of those things. I mean, I think he's, like you said, seen the Power 5 side of things at Cal, uh, and, and you know because of that, he has a very different view of, what would be a good opportunity. But I think right now, I mean, him and his wife, Kate, are just so committed to this program. Uh, they love it. Uh, you can tell in how he engages on Twitter. He's not an over-the-top coach by any means, but he certainly knows the value of it. Um, and I think he's continuing to build that. And, um, you know, I think he's here for the long the long run. Like I said, I think there's only a select couple jobs he would even consider leaving for. And it would have to, you know, still at the end of the day be something that he – sees as a positive, sees as a, the right fit, and that goes from everything from administration, boosters, facilities, program, and all of that. Billy Embody, he covers SMU for SMU 247, also LSU for go247.com. 
Um, would be a good time if you're an SMU fan to subscribe to that SMU board because a lot going on as we just detailed there. And Billy, I see Go Bolts in your uh, Twitter bio. So are the Lightning going to get it done tonight? I hope so. I'm uh, in Tampa, <laughs> Florida on a little tail end of vacation with some family. So we're, we're excited to watch tonight. There you go. Nice. Uh, we appreciate the time, man, and, and keep doing the good work. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. Billy Embody, SMU 247. Um, yeah, Ward, I mean, it's it's working right now. And you don't want to make big proclamations based on one or two commits, but he mentioned Preston Stone, who's a quarterback mm-hmm. that's uh, highly rated. You talked about the offensive tackle over at Arlington. Um, this is not just like a flash-in-the-pan type of thing. It does feel like there's some staying power there. So good for Sonny Dykes. He's done a heck of a job with that with that team. He really has. He's turned it around. And, you know, we talked about it, I think, a little bit earlier. And, you know, June Jones kind of had it a little bit. Um, but it was more of a flash in the pan than it was anything else for June Jones. He yeah. never really got 